When we started practicing Ayurveda, we had a team of doctors and therapists addressing a lot of ailments. The question always arose, what is the root cause of the problem? Hi, I'm Dr. Dimple Jangda. I'm your podcast host and I welcome you to A Gut Story. This is a podcast, a platform where we're going to discuss healthy everything. A healthy body, healthy mind, healthy emotion, healthy energetics and a healthy spiritual journey. We're going to also discuss stories of courage, grit, confidence, discipline and patience that helped several people overcome tragic events in their life and physical trauma. And we're also going to learn from several natural sciences like Ayurveda, naturopathy, homeopathy, yoga on how to reset our body back to good health and bring ourselves back closer to nature. Welcome to A Gut Story with yours truly, Dr. Dimple. It literally is the most important topic that we address in the clinic. When we started practicing Ayurveda, we had a team of doctors and therapists addressing a lot of ailments. The question always arose, what is the root cause of the problem? The root cause of most of the problems came from our poor digestion, absorption and assimilation of nutrients, as well as elimination of waste. And that's where the word gut came. We were not taught the word gut in school. We knew what the stomach is, the intestines are, the colon is. Gut is rather a modern phenomenon where we've started understanding that the gut is where the second brain is. This is what modern science says. So the gut is basically where food passes after digestion. It's made of the small intestine, large intestine and colon. And an unhealthy gut or a leaky gut syndrome or an unhealthy colon, by the way, is responsible for 90% of the diseases that we have right from clinical depression to the common cold, from cancer to constipation. 90% of the diseases comes from the gut. So the importance of gut cannot be neglected. And this is what modern science says. Luckily for us, modern science through its research and development has identified the problem being the gut and the colon. Ayurveda has a solution that it has been practicing for the last 5,000 years, which is the colon cleanse or the basti treatment, which is a part of panchakarma process of eliminating toxins from the body. And this is something that we have been practicing for 5,000 years in Ayurveda. It's just that in the last 500 years, because of the colonial rule, Ayurvedic colleges were shut down, Ayurvedic hospitals suffered a lot. We stopped practicing these methods for the last two, three generations. Now, the awareness is back. People are rushing, you know, to get the colon cleansed or get hydrotherapy and such. But Ayurveda is far more intense because we have about 1,700 formulas mentioned in the Ayurvedic text to remove waste out of the colon. And we have almost 3,000 herbs available to mankind from which 650 medical formulations have been made. In Ayurveda, no two patients are the same, no two diseases are the same, and no two people can have the same kind of digestion. So that's where it's a personalized science that helps you get to the root cause of your problem, be it digestion, absorption and assimilation, elimination of waste, and a series of other disorders connected to this. Do you know that we actually feel emotions in our gut first? When you're anxious, scared, excited, happy, you feel it in the gut. You feel butterflies fluttering in your stomach. The reason being, the gut actually has more neurons lining the gut walls than there are neurons in the brain. So the gut actually feels more than the brain. Feelings emanate from the gut. Emotions are stored in the gut. Memories are also stored in the gut. Like, you know, if you go to a place that has been haunted or, you know, has a bad experience or a memory for you from your childhood, you have this gut-wrenching feeling that something is not right. That comes from the gut. Intuition comes from the gut. We say, 
I have a gut feeling. You don't say I have a heart feeling or a brain feeling. You know, if someone's in a meeting and says I have a gut feeling this idea is going to work, you're going to go with this guy. You're not going to go with the analytical guy who says I have a brain feeling this will work. No, it's not going to work. Intuition comes from the gut. Emotions are stored in the gut. Memories are stored in the gut. 75% of serotonin, which is a happiness drug, is released in the gut, not in the brain, not in the heart. Which is why when a man proposes to you, he proposes with a box of chocolates, not a box of onions. Besides that, I'll tell you another thing that's important to know. The gut is directly connected to your brain through a neurosis that sends signals and messages every micromillion second. Now the rest of your body parts would send messages maybe every few seconds to the brain, but the gut is in a direct communication with the brain every single microsecond. Which means if the gut is not happy, if there is indigestion, bloating, gases, flatulence, or acidity or hyperacidity, you can't focus at work, can you? Because the gut supersedes the brain. The gut is constantly telling the brain what it's feeling like and it's constantly communicating to the brain. The brain is communicating back to the gut, telling it what kind of digestive juices to release, how to digest this particular food and such. Besides that, the gut is also linked to your neurological health. If your gut is not healthy, it can cause a lot of psychosomatic and neurological imbalances like lack of coordination, lack of concentration, mood swings, irritability, or even anxiety, stress, depression, and other neurological disorders like Parkinson, Alzheimer's, insomnia, amnesia can be triggered from an unhealthy gut first. The unhealthy gut is also linked to other diseases like thyroid, Hashimoto, Graves, skin diseases like psoriasis, eczema, rosacea, all of these are triggered due to an unhealthy gut. The gut is also connected to your skin and hair because if the gut is leaking, then it saves nutrition only for your heart, liver, kidney, intestines to function and the gut sends nutrition to the skin and hair at the very last. Which means if it's leaking, there's no nutrition left for your skin and hair. And the skin and hair is the first to show signs of an unhealthy gut. If your digestion is weak, if your uh, elimination of waste is not 100%, your skin starts reflecting that. Ayurveda has a series of medicines and therapies that can be done to improve gut health. We've had a lot of clients who've come to us with leaky gut syndrome or completely uh, damaged liver, incapable of digesting food, terrible indigestion issues, bloating issues to the point that they couldn't even function at work. So the first thing we do is we put them on a series of oral medication and herbs to remove the toxins that might be accumulated at the surface level. And we put them on a very strict diet control. We first design a diet for them that's personalized to their body type. If you're a Kapha Prakriti or a Pitta Prakriti or a Vata Prakriti or if you're a dual body type or even a Tri Dosha body type, there is a specific diet that you need to follow. For example, I'm a Pitta Prakriti, a mesomorph body type, which means fire and water is more dominant in my body. So I must respect that and I must not eat any foods that could aggravate the metabolic fire in my stomach. So I will avoid foods that are oily, that are spicy and pungent. I would avoid even vegetables like onion, garlic, capsicum, radish, because that's not easy for my body to digest. Instead, I would have foods that are sweet in taste, bitter and astringent in taste. So the first rule, to keep your gut healthy is to eat foods that are suitable for your gut. After the diet, of course, we have the Ayurvedic medication process and the Panchakarma treatment. There are a few steps in the Panchakarma, which is a five-step way of removing toxins out of the body that is suitable for healing the gut. For example, we have Virechanam. Virechanam basically means taking medicated gridam or medicated ghee. This helps in repairing your gastrointestinal tract and most importantly, it pulls heavy metals out of your body and prepares your body for detoxification so that you can eliminate all the toxins from your body. Then we have the Basti treatment, which is a very popular treatment process. It's basically a colon cleanse, uh, but a far more deeper and far more intense. It's uh, introducing medicated herbal oils and kara basti through the colon into the small intestine, large intestine and flushing out all the waste. 
So I've had patients losing one kg in one day or three and a half kgs in three days or four and a half kgs in eight days. And that's not fat. That is undigested food, water retention, bloating, gases, parasites, toxins, all of that comes gushing out. And suddenly within three, four days of the cleanse, they start having glowing skin because your gut is healthy and your gut is directly linked to your skin and hair. And they are in the best of their moods. They feel this, you know, surge of energy in them. They feel like running around and getting things done because the gut is connected to your emotional and mental health as well. So you know what's the best source of probiotics? It's right there in your kitchen. You don't have to go to a store to buy a kombucha or a kefir or a sarkat or a store-bought, uh, you know, a, a probiotic. You don't need to do that. Probiotics are right there in your kitchen. The best source of probiotics is raw fruits. They're loaded with active bacterial enzymes that enhances your gut flora, which is why we have the rule that the first thing you eat in the morning should be a nice, red, juicy apple or any fruit that you like, which is suitable for your prakriti. So the first thing we do in the morning is, of course, our oral dental regime, which is a four-step process. Then we have some herbal teas and spice teas or medicated grudam, which is key. And then the first meal that we have is always a bowl of fruits. And there's some rules with it. You know, you have one fruit at a time or maybe two fruits at the max because they ferment and they react with each other and you don't want that. And the rule with fruits is, eat it alone or leave it alone because it's loaded with active bacterial enzymes that are very active that are going to react with everything they come in contact with. For example, fruits react with milk, fruits react with yogurt. These are called Viruddha Ahar and Ayurveda. They turn poisonous. Vegetables cannot be mixed with milk either. That's also called Viruddha Ahar. When you have Viruddha Ahar, it means bad combinations of food. They react with each other and they rupture your gut lining thus causing long-term side effects such as indigestion, bloating, weak metabolic fire, hyperacidity, acid reflux, ruptured colon, leaky gut syndrome and a whole series of diseases. It begins in the house on your plate. It begins with a bad combination of food. For example, fruits and vegetables. How many people mix their fruits and vegetables? They think it's a good salad bowl to have some juicy, sweet fruits mixed with some leafy vegetables. It's a bad combination again, because fruits require only three hours to get digested. One hour in the stomach, one hour in the small intestine, and one hour in the large intestine. Vegetables require six hours to get digested, two hours in the stomach, two hours in the small intestine, and two hours in the large intestine. Now, fruits are usually sweet, sour, and astringent in taste. Vegetables are usually bitter, pungent or salty in taste and they're two different families, two different set of bacterial enzymes and you mix them together, they start reacting with each other. The digested fruit starts pushing the undigested vegetables into the small intestine and colon and that leads to a whole series of other issues. Fruit and milk is a bad combination, fruit and yogurt is a bad combination, fruit and vegetable is a bad combination. The rule with fruits is eat it alone or leave it alone. Do not mix it. The next worst thing that people are doing is mixing honey with hot water or green teas or their cookies and cakes. That is so poisonous, I cannot tell you. Honey, when mixed in hot water, hot milk or hot teas and coffees and beverages or even turns poisonous because it turns into glue. The sticky substance hardens, it starts releasing beeswax and pollen grain and it causes constriction of your digestive passages in the long run, thus causing accumulation of ama, which is called poison or toxins in the human body. So heating honey is poisonous. Mixing fruits with milk, vegetables, grains, pulses or meat is extremely poisonous. Mixing vegetables with milk is also poisonous. There are a few exceptions to the rule of course. Like for example, you can mix milk with mango. You can mix milk with avocado to put on weight. You can also mix milk with spices like cinnamon, cardamom, clove, ginger powder, star anise, turmeric. You can even mix milk with ghee. These are some exceptions to the rule. 
And milk itself is such a heavy product. It takes about 18 hours to get digested, 6 hours in the stomach, 6 hours in the small intestine, and 6 hours in the large intestine. And the same rule applies to nuts, grains, pulses, legumes, and rice. And meat takes about 72 hours to get digested. They require 24 hours in the stomach for it to be fully digested, 24 hours in the small intestine for the absorption and assimilation, 24 hours in the large intestine before it's ready for evacuation. So the whole rule with the gut is eat foods that are easy to digest. Do not eat foods that are bad combinations or toxic in nature. Do not consume foods that are preservatives or coloring agents because they're going to survive in the gut as long as they can survive on the shelf. And uh, most importantly, eat local, live global, eat seasonal, and be aligned to nature. The gut is where the center of the body and the center of health is. You know, gut cleansing is something that you do in an Ayurvedic center with the Panchakarma process. But there are certain things that you can do at home to cleanse your gut, especially if you've had a few days out eating a lot of overcooked foods. Then you can go on a mono diet. Mono diet basically means eating the same meal for lunch and dinner every single day for either three days, five days or seven days. And I prescribe Moondal Khichdi, which is written in Ayurveda as one of the most nourishing meals. You just take moong dal with rice, cook it with turmeric, pink salt and add some ghee. Uh, make sure it's fluidy, has a lot of moisture and eat only moong dal khichdi for lunch, for dinner, at least for three, five or seven days. And notice how you get rid of all kinds of digestion issues, bloating, gases, water retention, excess fat and you'll end up losing weight and you'll have beautiful skin and hair again. Every food has a specific clock. If you follow the circadian rhythm of the sun, you must have a small breakfast, a big lunch, and a small dinner before sunset. Fruits, for example, should be consumed early in the morning, empty stomach, after having your herbal teas and spice teas. And it should be consumed again in the evening, as a snack, if you like, at 4 p.m. But never after 4 o'clock, because fruits is loaded with active bacterial enzymes that can interfere with your sleeping patterns. So that's with fruits. Vegetables can be consumed throughout the day, preferably for lunch and dinner, not for breakfast. Grains and pulses can be consumed throughout the day. Do not consume heavy carbs or grains after sunset because your body cannot digest it. And water, you can consume it throughout the day, but there are certain rules for it. For example, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you drink is 200 ml of warm water, no matter what your body type is, whether you're a kapha, pitta or a vata prakriti. 200 ml of warm water will help in flushing down the toxins towards the colon. Then you can also have a glass of water before taking a shower because it helps in reducing blood pressure issues. Drink one glass of water before lunch, before dinner and before your meals. That helps in stimulating the digestion and washing away the debris from the previous meal. Then you can also drink a glass of water before going to bed. It helps in preventing a cardiac arrest. Fasting and intermittent fasting both are very healthy, but both are different. Fasting is basically a way of giving a break or a holiday to your body. And the liver, which is the biggest detoxifying organ of your body, is actually working overtime every single day. So when you're fasting, the liver gets a holiday and it gets to work on detoxification. So you can do dry fasting, water fasting, fruit fasting, juice fasting, or fasting with just salt-free foods, or uh, one meal fasting, two meal fasting. There are several methods of fasting depending on what body type you are. Intermittent fasting is interesting. Your body is in a continuous state of anabolic and catabolism. At one point in time, it is nourishing, it is consuming foods and everything is moving inwards. And catabolism is a state when the body starts breaking what it doesn't want and everything starts moving outwards. So that's when your body is able to flush out toxins and waste that it doesn't want. Intermittent fasting is a great way of separating nourishment of the body and elimination of waste. 
it's ideal for a good healthy person to do at least 12 to 16 hours of intermittent fasting for a kapha prakriti and endomorph body type i would recommend 16 to 18 hours of intermittent fasting a pitta prakriti which is a mesomorph body type could probably do 14 to 16 hours a vata prakriti or an ectomorph body type shouldn't stay hungry for too long they could do 12 to 14 hours at the max remember intermittent fasting has to be personalized to your body type number 1 and it begins when the sun sets you cannot eat all night and start intermittent fasting next morning and stay hungry the whole day you cannot do that you have to follow the circadian rhythm of the sun start intermittent fasting at sunset break your fast at least an hour or 2 or 3 hours after sunrise Hey guys, if you like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below so we can learn how to improve ourselves. Like, subscribe and definitely share this with your loved ones, your friends, family and relatives so you can become an influencer of good health in their lives. Until my next episode, here's wishing you unconditional happiness, love, forgiveness, kindness, empathy, compassion in everything that you do. Here's Dr. Dimple Jagra signing off.